Hi guys, welcome to the first ever episode of Introspecting in Public. Yay! Now, if you're listening in, thank you so much for joining in. I hope you have been having a great day so far. Or if you're listening to this at night, you know, the night's gone well. Yeah. So basically, what we just do is, you know, sit down and write someone over. And then just have a conversation, really. And just talk about things that affect us on daily basis and, you know, things that we love. Just talk about life, basically. Yeah. So today I have my best ever guest, Mr. Ademola. <laughs> Mr. Ademola Adesanya. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Mr. Ademola Adesanya. I'm not used to being called this time. Every time I hear it, I say, what are you Yeah. Hello, everyone. I don't want to say anything. Yeah. So, what would you like me to address you as? Well, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything. This makes me feel so far away from this. I don't feel like I'm I feel like this is a generally crazy barrier between two people interacting possibly sort of. I mean, that's just how I feel about it. So it causes like a sort of um, unnecessary respect. Yeah, it creates this boundary that sometimes is not, for me, that's not like how I would see respect. A lot of people see that the respect boundary. But I mean, I feel like someone can call me by my name and still have a lot of respect. I like for people to be able to like, Addressing as naturally as possible for them, as opposed to Mr. So, communication is like a very important thing for you. Like, people feeling comfortable and feeling safe. Yes, yes, yes. Like, that's like something that is very important. I like when people can comfortably talk, when people don't have to worry about things or when they're afraid to talk around. Interesting. We'll come back to that. So just tell us a little, little, little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, I generally consider myself to be an explorer. Okay. Work, yeah. And I, I like to think. Okay. And um, currently I'm a graphic designer. I, I do freelance graphic designing. And that's because that's something that keeps me free time and uh, freedom. So it gives you free time and freedom. Yeah. yeah. Freedom for what? What do you do with this freedom? So spend my time and I see treats. Yeah. <laughs> really enjoy my time and do it as I please. Mm. So that's what being a graphic designer gives you. Being a freelance graphic designer. Okay, being a freelance graphic designer. Interesting. So it was an intentional, like, an intentional career path. Yes, yeah, so it was an intentional career path. It's something I wanted, but it came with a lot of difficulty and struggle. It still does come to struggle and because it was like an intentional path of it. When does the struggle and difficulty merge with the freedom? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the struggle and difficulty is. I mean, in terms of the income, the income for a freelance graphic designer is not 
Okay. Yes, and, but I realized that given the chance, I find that I would actually trade that constant freedom, that constant income for freedom. So I'm not necessarily complaining. So when you mean freedom, you mean like free time, time like freedom to do with your time as you see fit. Yes, that's 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 Why is freedom something that's so so important to just honestly, uh, I feel like your essence of life is to really be able to live as freely as possible. I feel like your essence of life is to be able to do whatever you want to do, where you want, how you do that. To be able to spend your time how you choose to. I feel like that's your essence of life. And so that's like something that's very, very important to me. You can say like you are currently living your dream. Just to a certain extent. To a very large extent. I mean, that's how I feel. I mean, every time I think about it, it does feel like I'm living my dream. So you mentioned that it was kind of like an intentional person, um, intentional career path. Yes. So how did you find yourself here? Like, what was what like your process of getting to this place? Okay, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of nuances to that. Yeah, yeah, bits and bits and bits and bits and bits. But in general, I uh, I've always liked design. And I, I wasn't design, I just liked design. I was really focused on entrepreneurship. And I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And then I tried a couple of things. I failed. Uh, at least the business was not successful. It didn't fly. Uh, along the line, I sort of was working with a graphic designer. And over time, I really, really saw that it was something I could do. And I gradually, gradually transitioned and came out and said that it was something I can do for them. And over time, I had a customer base. <laughs> I mean, I did work in an office briefly, but I knew I did not want to do that. I didn't want to ask those jobs. I didn't want to be forced to wake up in the morning to go somewhere to work. And considering that sometimes whatever I'm doing there is something I've done. In the middle of the night, random my house, I just wake up, carry my laptop, and walk on those things. So it just felt redundant. Going to, it just felt like a waste of my time having to be going to go to a place to work from. And, yeah, so that was like what really dropped. So all the times I always wanted a job that had flexibility, three times a week or twice a week, no resumption time, passe passe. So I just wanted because I like I didn't I couldn't work. It's to five or like I couldn't go to the office every morning and come back every day. I couldn't do it. When did you figure out that this was something you wanted? That you want to work in the office? Yes. For a very, very, very long time. For a very, very long time. I I just, like I said, I thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. Yes, and. So, okay, so even having an entrepreneurial spirit meant that you needed your free time or you needed to do that. Yes, I didn't mind working. Going to the office to work, that was not the problem, but I needed to do it as a sickness. Like, I wanted to be the one in control of it. So, what are like your, some of your other dreams and aspirations? Hmm. Ah, my other dreams and aspirations. Yeah, if you don't mind sharing. Okay. Okay, so, uh, to be honest, um, one of them will be a couple, like, I, okay, there are a couple of them. And one of them is, developing products or solutions that 
are like impactful. Okay. I, I always dream about creating products that can be impactful to the average Nigerian. Yeah. So when you're thinking, you, you think of Nigerians in mind. Yes. You have Nigerians in mind. Yes. Yes. I always like dream of things I can make that sort of either make life a bit easier for the average Nigerian or put the smile on the average Nigerian face. That's interesting. That's like an altruistic dream. Yeah. It's something you you being able um you having the ability to make people happy or you know much more comfortable. Some you say something important to you. Very very important. Something that makes me happy. Okay. So why why is it important? Why is it important? Okay. So. Over time, I always like sort of questioned it because I wanted to know where it comes from. I mean, there was one time in my year two where I was having a concern with this girl studying philosophy, and she had mentioned to me that there is no such thing as disorders. Okay. And you know, she mentioned she, she said it as because there's always something in each form. So I mean. That was, it's, I struggled a bit with it, but I realized that there's always something. There's always like something in it for the individual. Okay. So as much as this is an altruistic thing, there's something, there's a peace of mind and happiness it brings to me. And um, that's like well, that's like one of the things that really drives it. I mean, I, I fully consider myself to always be in good spirits, in a good mood. I, I always seem to have less problem than everyone around me and I just you know sort of like just enjoyed being that person people could sort of lean on, could share what they were going through with people yeah so that was like and it sort of just I mean I was always that way so generally when I started thinking of creating business solutions it just fell in that thing like something that could make people smile a bit or maybe it just removes one tiny thing mm. from their daily struggles. So you consider yourself um, someone that has like lesser problem than most people. Yes. How do you mean? I don't know. Okay, so I mean, I used to see that way. But growing up, I mean, recently I just sort of realized that it may not so much be that I have a problem than people. Okay. Or I just like sort of have this predisposition to life. I just sort of things just don't get to me as it just seems things don't get to me as much as it gets to people. Mm-hmm. Just seem that way. It just seem like for some reason I'm just not I mean when things happen and it happens to somebody else, same thing, it's just lesser for me. I don't know if it was my upbringing, my experience, my temperament, but I just found out that at least I was, I always seem more fine than. More, you, you are able to like move past it. Yes, yes, yes. And still able to see that the next person is suffering more. Yes, yes. I could see that the next person, how the old thing affected me. Also, I mean, it was like when I was in my year two, year three, and I would. Um, like say write an exam and maybe not do well in the exam and I will just check my result and just shrug my shoulders 
in sort of life goes on. Yeah. And then I would see some people. I mean, for me, it was just always there was a better tomorrow, or life was always going to be fine. And it sort of like influenced this thing. And for a lot of other people, I realized that it wasn't that way for them. And there were like a lot of factors that were contributing to that. So I sort of just started wanting to be like there for them as much as possible. Mm. Did this at any point like make you feel special? Mm. No, not really. Most times I think I just like maybe some consider myself maybe lucky or fortunate. Mm. But I'm not special. Lucky. Yeah, lucky. Because now it's like at least much lucky than lucky. most people. Yes, okay. Interesting. How does it make you feel? So sometimes it comes with. So there's a, sometimes there's a struggle. So on some days, it, it, it creates a. Initially, it creates a lot of pressure for me to want to become a higher achiever. Mm. Because it seems like. You have all this grace. So much is given, much is expected. And so I used to like want to be able to do more. But, you know, I started realizing that maybe it's not so much about me wanting to do more, but being able to do what I can at this current stage. So, yeah. you, you kind of like had some rising barriers in trying to like do more and help out even while feeling very lucky. Yes, I did. I mean, I, I, I asked. I, I was I question myself. I question things a lot, and I also question like my own actions. I try to think of why I'm doing what I'm doing or what's that. And I mean, there are situations that makes me question my own actions. And so, as much as I want to just be able to help people and be there and do things, I also like try to question the real motivation behind it and why. And so it comes with its own set of challenges. You question the like motivation and reason why like you want to be able to like help people. Yes. Answer. Yes. What, what what answers do you find? What answers do I find? Yes. So I don't a lot of times I don't find concrete I don't, I don't necessarily find concrete answers. And yeah, but like, what kind of result do I get? Do you get? Oh, the result I usually arrive at, I mean, the one that makes me the finest, like the one that makes me very calm and relaxed and able to move on, is that I'm simply on this edge and I'm trying to do my best. Yeah. And so, I mean, all in all, I mean, in the end, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to do my best. I'm just trying to do what I think is best. And so, and uh, yes, when I get there, I sort of feel better and relax. That's nice. So, I, I, I personally find it, I won't say hard to believe, but I, that someone is just, you know, extremely lucky. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like we human beings, we have our own shield problems and how it affects us, you know. You see a child really scream out and cry out because they want biscuits. And in that moment, that biscuit that they want is like 
their whole life, you know, act irrational and, you know, and, and, and that feeling is true for them at that moment. Do you understand? You can try to rationalize it and conspire it and say that, you know, it's just Zalin's fault, yeah, just being, yes, yes, true. Maybe acting fault or being unreasonable, but at that moment, that feeling is really true mm-hmm. for them. True. Yes. So, like, for you, when things get too much, how do you deal with it? Considering that you, you know, you're kind of, I would say, you're kind of put, you know, trying to like help people on yourself. Okay. So, there is, so, like I mentioned, once you help people, do not, I thought it was something to come extremely easy. You know what I mean? Because you know you are lucky, you have the capacity, so and you understand to love you. So it's like sometimes those we put that easy easy. That's actually why I thought about it. Okay. And um and then I started realizing that okay, it wasn't straightforward. And I was life was a very com- life is a very complex place. Okay. Very, very complex. And I realized a lot of times that there are, too many, there are a lot of factors that influence certain things. I say, for instance, I want to take a particular, I want to do a particular thing, okay. and I find out that I myself don't, and that, in that instance, don't even have capacity to do that thing. You know, I, it sort of like weighs me down. And I will use the same illustration you use as to, um, um, Child, yeah. so I mean, a, a situation for me is when sometimes I try to talk to somebody and then you know, you know I'm, I'm listening to them, I'm helping them talk through what they're going through, or at the end of the conversation, they don't seem to be any better. Mm. Now, that's something that for some reason, I mean, I would expect that I should not, it should be fine. I mean, I've done my bits, I should also walk home, put my hands in my pocket, but I find myself. Judging myself, I'm feeling like I could have done better, I could have done more. Mm-hmm. And that's like one thing that weighs me down. Mm-hmm. So I sort of place a very high standard on what I'm expecting myself to be able to do for other people. Mm-hmm. And it sort of takes me to a dark place sometimes. And I have to struggle and sort of find a way to get out of it and explain why I am also human. And I have my own shortcomings, and I have things like this, and I am not God. <laughs> maybe I'm not as lucky as it is. Yeah, okay, so yes. So, I mean, I mean, growing up, maybe realize that, okay, I mean, I am actually not as lucky as I think I am, because growing up really, really allowed me or made me face a lot of complexity in life that I naturally do not have to face, or that I naturally never had to face. When I was much younger. Yeah. Um, first, I want to ask like things like what? Oh, okay. Just I, I don't know. I mean, I you know, you know, you said growing up made you like realize that you know the assassins that. Oh yes. So one of the things was surprisingly that I get to choose myself. Yeah. And to be very honest, like I said, I'd grown up thinking I was fine already, and I just needed to. Be there for people. Okay. And I, at some point, started seeing how much, how 
it had its own negative, negative impact on me. How mm-hmm. I sort of don't focus on my own self. How I sort of was negating my own mental health. Yeah. Or was like important. Your own feelings. My own feelings. I was heavily neglecting my feelings. Heavily. And I was just more concerned about being there for people. I just used to help them feel comfortable. I mean, I, 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 I was together. A lot of people could. I was there that most started going to be just feel comfortable. Just really see what you're going through. But I was. That was just what I was saying. I, I didn't. For my own self, there was. Really do. I had like a friend that could help me with a particular part of my life. I, I had a huge struggle with religion because in the grass world things, religion was too complex. I just didn't know how religion fits in because there's so many rules, do's, do's and don'ts, and I didn't know how one was supposed to function in that particular environment. So that was one that was one particular thing that I I, I was I needed to do it, and I luckily for me, I had a particular friend. Okay, so that was at least that, that situation at that particular yeah, time. I could do it. Or when it came to career, purpose, things I wanted to do, I seemed to be grounded. I seemed to know exactly what I wanted. So I was like, the person that brought up conflicts. I realized that when I started having conflicts, I realized that I needed to sort of step away from what is there for everybody. And sit down and think about what I wanted for myself or what my own life was about. I, I listen as you're speaking, you read a lot of past things. Is this, are these like things that you have really dealt with and you know, you don't, you don't necessarily struggle with? Or... <laughs> so I think I'm using past things right now because as of this moment, mm-hmm. sitting down in front of you, I have a lot more clarity. Like I'm in a state of clarity right now. Okay. And this I usually like experience this state of clarity where everything just is right. And everything just and that moment, all of my woes. In that moment, all of my woes just seems in the past. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's why I am. That's why you are currently at this point. Meet me tomorrow and start talking to me and I'll be somewhere else entirely struggling and but at least right now, that's where I am. That's, that's interesting. That's right. Okay. So, um, if you say like about like 10 years ago, what did you think your life was going to be? 10 years ago? Yes. So I was a very ambitious guy. It was. I, yeah, I am a very ambitious guy. I mean, I think I've sort of redefined ambition. Mm-hmm. I, the ambition was such that it was a race. Mm-hmm. A, but now I am no longer running. I, in fact, I don't want to run that race, mm-hmm. that race of ambition. So now I'm trying to live and express life as opposed to running and running and running. And and so ten, 10 years ago, that was the yeah. job. Yeah, you were very ambitious. I was very ambitious. I was ambitious. I was going to have achieved it all by now. That was that was the plan, you know. I'll be married, you know. I do have that. I'll probably have millions in my account. I'll be running a company or two. And um, I'll have my kids. 
Mm-hmm. I will have one today or find my wife me getting ready to do that soon. Yes, for my that reality and what I'm doing right now is extremely far apart. And surprisingly, I feel like I am where I should be. Mm-hmm. So I realized that, okay. And so that's why I started redefining a lot of things. Ambition, wealth, what those things made for me. Is it in any way possible that you can like, try and they give us like a very small picture of your process, you know, from 2012, 10 years ago, the guy that was ambitious, wanted millions in his accounts, married, kids, you know, running multiple companies. How, how did that guy get from, you know, from that point to this point? <laughs> Um, so, first of all, I, I will talk about the process. Well, a lot of growth has happened. As a lot of growth has happened yeah. from that time to now. And acceptance mm. of reality. Mm. Now, the thing was, I, there was a time where I was struggling because I didn't know whether what I was doing was accepting or giving up. Mm. And you know, I for sure I was very ambitious. I wanted to be a billionaire. To understand, to somebody that being a billionaire is not is no longer possible. That and it's like so big. I mean, I was driven. I was thinking of the solutions. I read books every day. I was talking to people. You know, people meet me and they're like, they, they are so impressed. You know, and I seem to know a lot of things. And I was pretty young then, and I, I mean, just like to be honest, those were the things that still brought me here. Yeah. Because I tried a couple of business, and you know, I it didn't take up to where I wanted. And as a matter of fact, when I was sort of presented with opportunities to make my life just about those business, I realized that I could not do that. Why? Because apparently, for some reason, my deep down, it just really not was not about becoming those things I thought I wanted to become. Mm. It was more about feeling fulfilled, feeling like feeling a bountiful life, feeling like my life was complete, feeling like I had my life had meaning. So those things that you wanted did not necessarily give you meaning. Those things I wanted, at, at the end of the day, I realized that I could not necessarily connect them to the meaning I, want my, I wanted my life to have. Interesting. You mentioned, you know, you were at the stage where you were asking yourself, like, is it acceptance or is it giving up? How did you resolve that? That's... Conflict? How, how, how are you certain that, you know, you didn't give up? Ah, okay. Okay, how was I certain I think that? I'm certain I, okay, I'm going to dash it back and say it that way. Oh, I take your time. Okay, um, so, <laughs> I started to come up why I wanted this thing. And I realized that, okay, on one hand, I really wanted to put things on that. Let's travel, use luxury cars, live in luxury apartments, and I wanted to take care of my family members, or to like help people yeah. achieve 
things. I mean, it feels like father is just I mean, should be. Did you slap on the table? Um, but growing up, sanctioning is something else. Yeah. So growing up, I have people that were much richer, people that were much more intelligent, people that were at least way more ahead of me. People that were at least at the place where I was aspiring to face get to yes. the next level. And I realized that, I mean, and then I would read books and I would read people's experience. And I realized that those things are what I want. Yeah. Not like the most important things. It was sort of more important for me to sort of know my place on it okay. and apply myself from that place as opposed to just one thing. I mean, I would read about the likes of the kids and I would think of all the opinions. I would think of how the opinions is not stopping average person from suicide. Mm. And I realized that we have all the money to watch, and the programs are actually much more bigger than all the money to watch. Mm. And the way that I realized that, I realized that I could focus on wanting to get all the money to watch, so I could solve a couple of problems. Or I could focus on living and sort of allowing life to take me to a place where. Wherever I find myself, this was what happened. So, in the bid to once first get those things, so before the bid to first get those things, I was sort of closed off. I just sort of. Okay. I'm, okay, I'm looking for the best way to explain it. This is the best way to put it. Okay. I realized that it was beyond having all those that was like the new realization. I realized that it was beyond just having the resources. I realized that there was a part of growth that the man needed to have. There was a part of growth I needed to have. There was something I needed to pull through. Because I needed to understand a number of things about life. And those things were actually more important than just having all those things I thought I wanted. So like what are the things that what are the important things? You know, feeling fulfilled is that like part of it? Feeling fulfilled, okay. Yes. Feeling free. Mm. Was very important. I realized that there was no living without freedom. And while I wanted those things, I was only by those things. All I could think of was getting those things. And I couldn't think of life outside of those things. And surprisingly, my life at that moment didn't have those things. You know, so the, I was in a constant state of struggle. I was in a constant state of. I was just, yes, all I wanted was those things. All I could think of was those things. I mean, if I see a problem, all I could think of was, ah, I needed to get these things first before I could solve this problem. So I literally was not even, that's what I realized. I was just chasing those things. And I was not aware of. I was not thinking about life. I was not thinking about who I was. I was not thinking about all I was thinking about was what I wanted to become so that I could do all those things I wanted to do. But as I went on, I realized that those I didn't have control. Okay. You have control over what? Over life. I didn't have control. I couldn't like just I read so many books. I knew so many things I was talking to 
think that we're very strategic in their thinking. And as much as you as if life had a fundamental pattern to it. Okay. The reality was the opposite. There was no pattern. There was no pattern. There was no style. Yeah. I mean, one person who tried something right now, it would work. We be taught in school and someone is try out something and in that next instance it's going to work. And then I also realized that I was fundamentally different from a whole lot of other people. So what's to guarantee that the person what's to guarantee that I mean I wanted to follow the rules of waking up every morning, wake up five o'clock, reading yeah. for thirty minutes. Yeah. And but what's to guarantee that that, that method, that person is going to yield me the result I'm looking for, considering that a lot of people also practice it. And I mean, the book can easily tell you that, oh, this was what I did and I achieved this. Yeah. But it never tells you that a thousand other people also did this. And, and it's not actually. And I was steady meeting people that were practicing those things, and the result was not necessarily the same as what some of those things were supposed to give you. So I started realizing that, okay, maybe I should actually like calm down. And, Calm down, yes. And that's looking at my own life. I mean, if I don't get this sense until I'm 40, am I supposed to what was what's my life supposed to look like before age 40? Mm-hmm. And what if I don't get those things? What would my life mean? What's supposed to happen? Yes, and I think that's acceptance of a, of not having control. I mean, that was one pattern I I knew that I sort of sat down with. Has come to terms with the fact that I had very, very limited control. And because I lacked, I had very limited control, I needed to change the way my approach. Why, why did you have limited control? Because next week can happen tomorrow. I mean, that was much bigger than yeah. Nigeria could disintegrate into war. So life was much bigger than life that was, control. Yeah, life was control. bigger. Yeah, so I mean, it was huge to want to. It was good to want to like do those things and envision it in my head. I want to achieve it. I want to put those things to practice. But I realized that life was my emotions are the past to play. Mm. My friends are the past to play. The information I was being exposed to, there were too many things. And so I figured, okay, uh, instead of like thinking I can control all of these things, why not like sort of let all of these things go? Then looking at think of what you where you are right now, what things you can do, what are the things you can do, and then just believe, just figure it out in place. But I mean, it was not the easiest. Like I said, I'm having a very good clarity moment of clarity right, right now. now. But there are days when like it's much more rougher than like this. There are days when I just feel confused. And, but like I said, right now. That's is your good. That's that's interesting. Uh, how did you deal with the fear that comes with all this whole thing? How did you deal with? Because uh, at least I know that all those things come with that level of growth, that level of you know change. Do you understand? How did you deal with the fear? How did you deal with the uncertainty? How did you deal with the conflict? Or rather, I think what I want to ask is, how did that make you feel like in that moment? Like when you felt those emotions, those like say fear, uncertainty. So, so um, the moments of fear, the moments where I literally 
wonder if I'm just lying to myself. So that one comes. There are moments where I feel like, what will happen if my life don't come out as great as I imagine? And I think I, so, or the, what's my life don't come out as great as I imagine? I practice, I'm producing this word, so I am coming to terms with the fact that I mean this is not the easiest thing. We are coming to terms with the fact that maybe because somebody impacted a million lives, mm-hmm. another person impacted a few lives, does it make one better than the other, or does it make one person greater? Okay. And you know, being like having been there, being someone that was that grown up with the idea of greatness as the level of impact. And oh, I hope you can offer to people. Exactly. I mean, that's like the teaching that was always taught. He, he made greatness something that I blindly wanted. Hmm. And I now have to like sort of open your eyes. <laughs> okay, no testimonials for that thing. And there are other things. But to be very honest, I. Is, what are some of the other important things in life? Being able to smile. Being able to drink water. <laughs> being able to trust, talk to your friends, and laugh about life. Being able to talk about. Deep views, how deeper ways you see life, some of the things you think about, like being able to explore religion, being able to explore what love means to you, being able to talk about happiness and sadness and growth. So, just so like, other extremely important aspect of life that I realize can easily be neglected for greatness. Mm-hmm. And for like, for like a measure of like, these are things that can be so like a lot of times when I feel fear, <clears throat> I know that my fear comes from pastors. I feel like I will be a disappointment maybe to myself or maybe to some people that really like maybe believing in me, and you know I wanted to live up to a certain expectation, but. I mean, when I take those things away, the fear sort of really subsides. The fear, like, becomes a question of what's the worst thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that the worst thing is not so worst. The worst thing that can happen, what does it look like? I mean, I can't call sickness the worst thing that can happen because it can be as rich as God and still be sick. Yeah. So, this can be the worst thing because everybody dies. So, in the end, what I really question what the worst thing is, the worst thing does not look so worst. Doesn't look, I don't, the worst thing does not look insurmountable. The worst thing does not look like the worst thing. It's just another thing. The worst thing is supposed to be reality. I mean, some of the worst thing like I paint for myself 
So what some people are looking at And I meant to assess that those people cannot find happiness or anything to be. So, yeah, it sort of puts a, <laughs> a, uh, it makes me like just look deeper into it. So, on those, I mean, like I said, on days when I have that kind of clarity, I just, yeah. the fear just doesn't really exist. Just at least it takes a backseat. I mean, to be honest, to be very honest, the emotion sort of is always around, it's really around. Sometimes in very, very low percentage. Sometimes a high percentage, but sometimes I just try to give it that emotion, understanding that. Then you'll be fine. Yeah. Like I said, how much control do I really have? So, let's um, just go in and ask you how do, how do you as a person deal with societal expectation? First of all, I, I don't feel a lot of societal expectations. I mean, okay. at least now. That's like, I was. There are actually a lot of people that know me, so I don't know why I should, like, I don't know what they are expecting. They are not, you know, I don't share my life with a lot of people, so I don't really deal with societal expectations. So it's not your business, what people say on Twitter, Instagram, it doesn't in any way, like, I don't post, I don't post, I don't say, I don't contribute to that, I don't contribute to that uh, use of the social media platforms. Very nice. I, I, for me, the way I really would like to interact with, I prefer one-on-one interaction with people. Okay. When it comes to social media, I like to see it as a place to post content. Okay. Curated content, in fact, because literally, every once in a while, I, if I see a truth that resonates with me, I'll share it. If I feel a truth, I can share it. But I try to not take social media too seriously. Yes. So, and people on social media, they don't even really know my life. So, society expectation, ah, I think the reason why I said, like, I made a reference to social media is because, no, I think the reason why I made reference to social media is because, um, I think social media right now, currently, is like a picture of society. Okay. So, like in the past, where your uncles and aunts in somewhere that's gone beyond that now. It's people that are staying thousands of miles away from you and so so as regards okay so on that so now social media does have an influence. Okay. In that regards. I mean we have curated life seeming to seeming to be having it all. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? And I that can easily make you uh, put yourself under a lot of pressure because you, uh, I mean... Does it, does it make you feel pressured? Okay, so from that angle, because I, I like to create stuff, mm-hmm. and a lot of times I look at stuff that I like to create that I consider to be of high impact, things that they point deep into themselves to make. Okay. And, you know, sometimes that does really get me. Makes you feel like I'm not doing enough. Mm. And I should be doing more. Mm. You understand? And that's what the pressure it creates. Mm. I, I, when I sit down to think about it, I do understand that I don't need to like, I don't need to copy or like, have to be like somebody else. Mm. I 
if you sit down with someone this people and converse with them, they sort of found themselves there. Okay. It, it was not. Especially it, it, because kind of ads I would like to make, or the kind of content I would like to create, I want it to be like very personal. Okay. I want it to be something I myself can connect very deeply with. But it's something about me. And I realized that, oh, a lot of times these people make stuff like that for themselves. Mm-hmm. And these people have like, done a lot of work. They've done a lot of work taking their time to understand themselves. They've done a lot of work spending time with themselves. They've done a lot of work um, owning these skills. And then for these people, they have a completely different story and journey and path for my own life. So I can choose to like focus on their journey and their past and their results and what they are making. Yeah. Or I can choose to like just draw inspiration from it. Mm. I see it as oh okay. People make this, people go into themselves and make something. And so definitely when the time comes. That's where you talk to me. And then I try to now at whatever level I am, just try and make my own thing. So that means social media has like Kind of like a positive influence on you. It's sort of has it. It does a positive influence on you because it's a big, it's like a huge sort of inspiration for me. Like social media is like my inspiration board. Mm. But I, I, I would specifically say Instagram. That's like the only social media I spend my time on. Um, yes, so social media does have an inspiration, not influence on me. That's interesting. What's one thing that's you think you should be doing now that you're not doing? What do I think I should be doing now that I'm not yes. doing? Hmm. Okay, I feel like I should spend more time owning my skills. Okay. Like the technicalities of the things I like to learn. I feel like I should spend more time. So that means currently you feel like you're spending less time doing that? Yeah, when I want to do the worries of this life, yeah. the problems of this world, and all those things, they have this way of sort of getting in the way of. And in the end, I'm still subjected to a lot of. I'm still subjected to whatever that person is subjected to. Subjected to fear, subjected to worry, I'm subjected to panic, I'm subjected to. So I still have all of those things, and they have a way of like getting in the way of. Maybe. Three hours I've spent learning, learning something, something and I spent one hour wondering if I'm going to be broke. <laughs> and I mean, as much as that one hour is not going to help me not be broke, sometimes I cannot <laughs> help you but spend that one hour worrying about it. So sometimes that will be real hard. Still guessing to your own do you consider yourself a traditional one? Mm, I, I, I would want you to answer that and probably define it in whatever way you seek it. I don't know what I thought to be traditional. So, what do you think being a traditional one is? Like, traditional men follow a lot of rules. And I tend to know that I have anything against you. I tend to question okay. I tend to ask why. And so because of that, I usually don't necessarily follow the rules. I follow 
I was calling my kids from Christian groups. So because of that, you consider yourself to not be a traditional Yeah, I mean, most traditional ones tend to just follow the roads. I mean, but then, yes, that, at least that's how I see traditional. What, what do you think tradition means? And do you think it's something that is important to you as a person? Yes, I like tradition. Or Tradition is like a very vast word. Tradition basically is a way of life. Okay. Yes, but it doesn't need to be rigid. It could be fluid, and I feel like people tend to want to make it rigid. Okay. So basically, I mean, for somebody that questions why it can end up becoming a tradition, it be a tradition of questioning why. So mm-hmm. basically, tradition in itself is more something I have a problem with. I mean, I'm traditional in my ways. I'm traditional because I question my own. Like that, that's my own tradition. That's like if I were to say want to raise a community. And I also imbibe my tradition in that community into this question things. But then I'll ask why something is made. So and that would have created a tradition. So it's tradition in itself is not a problem. But don't you think that would have created chaos? To be honest. <laughs> I would I don't have an answer to that question. I don't think that if I create a tradition, if I raise a community and imbibe a tradition in it, I don't think it's going to be utopia. Humans are going to be humans. We are going to do what we do. We are going to cause chaos. No matter what we are doing, we, we, I mean, it's constant for humans to find themselves in a place of chaos. So, I mean, the, the tradition is not so much because I have a thing against the world or the practices of the world. Okay. It is more about the facts. It is more about how me as a person wants to be in my life. Mm. So it's, not, so it's not about the tradition, no, it's just really about it's really it's really about about living my life. It's not even something I'm like saying, oh, you have to start practicing this. Or like, I'm not going to talk to people like, start telling them to practice. That, that's not the end. That's not like, I mean, because in the end, it's better for a person to like find out what works for them themselves. Like, it's better for you to know what works for you as opposed to. So I'm not like trying to yeah, yeah. read the culture or read the tradition or what does religion mean to you? I think I want to ask those questions of tradition, religion. <laughs> religion for me means your belief system. What you believe in. religions are as diverse as they are individuals. But then I feel like Everybody needs like a sort of tenant or a foundation or something that has religion or belief or set of beliefs based on. What what's your own belief system? Yeah, so I build my own around love. Okay. Why? Because in all honesty, I feel like God has gone to shit. Like, the world has gone to shit. Yeah, I feel like God's shit. Like what is it? Cheaty place. <laughs> so, and I feel like the one thing that has like constantly proven to bring some sort of light or happiness or relief or peace to it is practicing love. Mm-hmm. Do you kind of like have your own personal experience to like, I would say validate because you know, you don't have to validate it to me or to anybody. So, or to I, like just share. Okay, so basically, like, Love like sort of has certain attributes, mm-hmm. and um, 
and I feel like this is for instance that one of the attributes of law is patience. Mm-hmm. Now, but I must I must point out that it is not uh, okay. So I'll give an instance here. Okay. Now I meet somebody, mm-hmm. and the person is a, the person is angry. Now, in that instance, I mean, my understanding of anger is that your feelings are what reprising your logic in that okay. instance. And you are acting based on those things. Okay. Which is not necessarily bad, though it can cause harm. Mm-hmm. But it is not the worst thing. I feel like practicing love can, me wanting to intentionally practice love in that instance. Can help me rather than judge and condemn the person for being angry and acting the way they acted. I could instead seek to understand their reality. And I'm patient with them. And I'm patient with them. And more often than not, I have realized that when you practice that with people, it makes them feel a lot more human mm. than when you point fingers and condemn them for those actions. And, I mean, um, this is also... So, how does people now, like, take your responsibility for their actions and come into place? So, so I was say, this is not to say the actions do not have consequences. Or they do not... mean, you got angry and you pushed somebody and the person got injured. Mm-hmm. You got angry. There's a part of me that seeks to understand the humanity that made you get angry and act the way you acted. Without necessarily discrediting the fact that you are of somebody else and there are consequences to that. So it allows me, even if I'm now in jail, it allows me to sit down with you in jail and tell you, oh, I just understand that you had made a mistake because of angry feeling at that point. Uh, but I seek to, even if the person is not willing to take themselves there or willing to assess that, I would at least seek to present that option. I would want to let the person know that at least I don't think I lost personality. I feel like given certain conditions and situations, I can find myself in very similar situations. Yeah, so because of that, I tend to, and for me, that's like a, that's one of the attributes of law. That's like, for me, I think that's one, one of the ways I describe love. So I feel like, so like I base my religion on Yes, and like the reason why I'm like very, very in tune with Christianity, the reason why I like Christianity is because one can argue that the whole story is a myth or is a work of fiction, and, but like those are sort of relevant to me because the message that the story is really, really talking about is an actual that it is preaching is a message of love. So I, I don't necessarily need to sit down and come around. I believe more in. So for you, that thing is important to you. I feel like if you are going to practice love, the integrity of the religion becomes funny. But I mean, nobody's sure. What is 100% sure? There's no, you can't hold a concrete thing to ascertain that, oh, this my religion is true and perfect and it's the only way. Do you understand? And so, because of that, I 
But I do believe in love. Is that not kind of like where faith comes in? Where faith comes in? Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, so... um, For me, faith is believing that even in, the, even in spite of everything, mm-hmm. that love does truly solve it. That's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's where I put my faith. That's like... That's where you put your faith yeah, in. That's where I put my and my faith is everything in fact that if there is love. Everything will be fine. Yes. Okay. Uh, what, what does that find? What would it look like? Ah. Would it look like bliss? Would it look like, you know, eternal happiness? <laughs> would it look like peace in the world? As a human being, if we could all equally, perfectly practice love mm-hmm. without our minds getting in the way, to be utopia, but I do not. I only I feel like we will always be humans, we will always have those just comments. So, what it matters to me, yeah, that's why I'm just talking for myself here. What matters to me is can I practice love in this situation I'm finding myself? So, that's why. Right. So, like, what, what do you think is like one of the obstacles to love, like for you? Starting to love. Yes. I think I will say my mind. I am I'm human. So I mean I would I have short comments, so definitely I will fall. <laughs> and I will act out of love every once in a while. Guy be unknowingly, but the thing is, I can only try my best. But that's that I, I can only try my best, that's what I can say. And yeah, well, I would, even while trying my best, I would always like to make For you, that's also like another practice of love? For myself, yes. yes. So for me, that's like a practice of love for myself. It is a... As much as I want to be able to love with all of my ass, and I would have to accept that I don't even know what that looks like. Mm. To understand, and I'm going to do my best. And I will try my best to also shower myself with as much love as possible. So I will assess and understand that I'm human. Me, in a way, it helps me accept other people. Like, it really, really does help me accept other people because if I can accept my shortcomings and accept how imperfect I am, it's not, it should not be so difficult to accept how imperfect I am. I see like the relation with Christianity because you know part of love your neighbor as yourself. And for me, I've always seen that particular thing as okay, first you have to love yourself to even be capable of loving another human yeah. being or loving your neighbor. <laughs> yeah, this talk has been very, very, very interesting. I would want to use enlightening. I don't know if, if that's the perfect word for me. Okay. And, you know, tell the stuff of One thing that's inconsistent is growth. Because you mentioned acceptance, you know, defining things for yourself. And I, I think those are like certain very important elements of growth. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, um, so, where do you see yourself? Like, Let's see another ten years. So, um, in all honesty, I've sort of stopped looking at myself. I, 
Five years ago, there was no way on it that I can predict where I am right now. Yes, but I knew what I did. Which was all that it Brain. So, brain is like something very important for me. I tend to, in whatever situation I find myself, think of those. Others. And growth for me is what's a better version of? What's a better version of you? What's a version of you that's better than his What does that mean? Did that person more patient? The more, the wiser? The more loving? Is he loving of themselves? Is he more accepting of certain things? So, and so because of that, I, I, I can only describe how I hope to feel 10 years from now. And that is that I hope to feel more comfortable in right now. More accepting of my journey and my truth and my reality. Without, I, I want you to place my reality or my life beside somebody else's own, matter where the person is, and not have to diminish myself Inflate myself. Mm. And I just want to be another human being beside another human being. But I want my own life as a person to be very rich. So I want to be rich in my truth, my, my reality, the things I stand for, the things I believe in. Yeah. That's very interesting. I wish you all the best. Thank you. Yeah, I wish you all the best. I wish you all the best. <laughs> Okay. I think that's this is like the yeah, end of this conversation. And I have to try. And <laughs> um, I'm sure like if we have two more hours, we we'll find things to keep talking about. So let's just end it here for now. Oh, before you before we go, so you have the opportunity to ask me a question, any question, and so and I'm going to answer it in the next. Episode. What would you like to ask? Okay. Um. What do you attract you from? I don't know. That's a question. What do I hope to achieve from doing this podcast? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Oh, question. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I would answer it in the detail. Thank you for having me. I had a really nice time. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for indulging me. Thank you for your support. You know, it's something that I am really grateful for. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening in. You know, stay blessed out there.